Life Audio. The Bible Study Podcast, episode 842. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of the book of Psalms with chapters 98 and 99. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We're going to get into the missing chapters in Psalms, but first a word from this sponsor. Did you know that the Salvation Army not only provides services to those in need, but we also produce a network of Christian podcasts you can listen to on your favorite podcast store? One of these shows, Words of Life, is a 15-minute weekly show featuring interviews, testimonies, Bible studies, and more. In April, we'll once again hear from author and pastor Natalie Runyon. She has created a new six-week discipleship course for women to talk about community, women in leadership, accountability, and more. We want discipleship to be what's drawing people, not bounce houses. They're more likely to come back and not just to be entertained. Even in me, you know, making him have to pry it from my hands, he was still saying, but I have something better. It was because of the redeemed saying so, of telling the story of what God had done. When we point people to him, they're going to want to know him. Listen to Words of Life on your favorite podcast store or visit wordsoflifepodcast.org. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. So this is a little embarrassing, honestly, because you may have noticed that the last episode I did before this, episode 841, was Psalms chapter 105, and now I'm going back and hitting chapters 98 and 99, and the reason for that is I screwed up. I missed two different Psalms. I mislabeled Psalm 97 as Psalm 99, and therefore when I went back to record the next episodes... I just skipped right ahead to Psalm 100. And so we're going to skip over these missing psalms. I feel like it could have been worse. We could have found these in the archives 100 years from now, the the missing psalms, and started great conspiracy theories about what happened to these psalms. But just a simple mistake. And so we're covering it today. Psalm 98. Sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have worked for salvation. The Lord has made his salvation known and revealed his righteousness to the nations. He has remembered his love and his faithfulness to Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Burst into jubilant song with music. Make music to the Lord with the harp, with the harp and the sound of singing, with trumpets and the blast of the ram's horn. 
Shout for joy before the Lord, the King. Let the sea resound and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. Let the rivers clap their hands. Let the mountains sing together for joy. Let them sing before the Lord, for he comes to judge the earth. He will judge the earth in righteousness and the peoples with equity. A relatively short psalm, only nine verses. That's the entire psalm there. It's one of the reasons we're doing two psalms today. And so this is obviously, if we had to pick an emotion for this song, this is a joyous song, a joyful song, a new song. And sing to the Lord a new song, says the psalmist, as they wrote a new song, because that is in fact what this was. And the reason why we're doing it is because God has done marvelous things. We're talking about what God has done. Sometimes we talk about praising God for who God is. This is remembering what God has done, which is fairly useful as I'm recording this. This is going to come out on Thanksgiving Day here in the U.S. And so it is a good day for us to remember what God has done in our lives or in the world or in history. And so the psalmist here reminds us to sing to the Lord a new song because he has done marvelous things. Says his right hand, his holy arm have worked salvation for him. The Lord made his salvation known and revealed his righteousness to the nations. Now, when we see salvation here in the Old Testament, we're thinking of literally saving people, like saving the people of Israel from Egypt or saving them through the Red Sea. When we talk about salvation as New Testament people, we're obviously looking at a spiritual salvation saving us from sin and death. And so this can mean both things. We can see in it how the psalmist meant what God had done for his people and realize that at the same time it can mean for us what God has done for his people, meaning us rather than the people of Israel. He revealed his righteousness to the nations. And remember, one of the characteristics of God is his righteousness, that God is unchanging, that God is always the same, and that God does the right thing is really what this is saying. He remembers his love and his faithfulness to Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. And so he's saying that anybody who's heard about the people of Israel has heard that God loves them and has heard that God is faithful and that that word has gone out. Now, of course, as we read this as New Testament people, we would say that all of the world can, should, and has heard of the faithfulness of God to his people and through what Christ has done. And that is the salvation of our God for us. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth burst into jubilant song with music, make Music to the Lord with harp, with with harp and sound of singing, with trumpets and the blast of the ram's horn. Shout for joy before the Lord, the King. This is one of those things where you could picture being in this service and it would be filled with joy. Now, not every church service I have been in has had that attitude of joy. Some certainly have. And this is that kind of service, that kind of service that is focusing in what God has done and rejoicing in it. Then it basically turns to creation, to all of creation itself, and say, let creation also praise God. Let the sea resound and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. Let the rivers clap their hands. Let the mountains sing together for joy. Let them sing before the Lord 
And then this is the reason why we're singing, which is interesting. This doesn't sound like it might be good news, for he comes to judge the earth. But what the psalmist is saying, when he judges the earth, he will judge the world in righteousness and the people with equity. That the people are dealing with inequity and the people are dealing with unrighteousness and that God is going to come and make things right. Continuing on to Psalm 99. The Lord reigns, let the nations tremble. He sits enthroned between the cherubim, let the earth shake. Great is the Lord in Zion. He is exalted over all the nations. Let them praise your great and awesome name. He is holy. So a little different emotional sense in this one because we're still praising God, but it's not necessarily quite the same song of joy but it's remembering the power of God and that God is in charge, that God reigns. And remembering the awesome power of God says, says the Lord reigns, let the earth nations tremble. Let you remember that God is in charge and that you are not and that God is powerful and you are not and that God is in control and you are not. He sits enthroned between the cherubim, let the earth shake. He's talking about these visions of heaven here with cherubim, these, these angels, these powerful beings, talking about the power of God. Great is the Lord in Zion, great is the Lord in Jerusalem. He is exalted over all the nations. Let them praise your great and, and glorious name. He is holy. So he is he is over all the nations. His strength is greater than all the other nations. Now in my personal devotions, I'm reading through, uh, was reading through First and Second Samuels, through First Kings, and just gotten into Second Kings. And there's a place there, there's a story of Nahum, who is a general for one of the other nations, who is sent to the prophet Elisha to be healed. And Elisha says, sure, just go bathe in the Jordan River seven times. And he's angry. And he's angry because he's told to do this demeaning thing. And aren't there, aren't there rivers where he came from? Couldn't he bathe before? And, and his servant says, well, if he had told you to do something great, you would. And so why not go do this? And he goes and he does this, he bathes, and of course his leprosy leaves him. So he comes back to Elisha and says, now I know there is no God but the God of Israel. And that's just the kind of thing that this is talking about here, exalted over all the nations, that all the nations might know that there is one God, that whoever they've been worshiping before, there is one God who has the power to make change. The Lord is mighty, he loves justice. You have established equity. In Jacob, you have done what is just and right. Exalt the Lord our God and worship at his footstool. He is holy. Again, this theme that we keep coming back to in Psalms, in the prophets, about God's love for justice and for equity. And we know what that means. It means that if I go into court and I'm accused of something, or you go into court and accused of something, or I'm sued or whatever, that that who I am doesn't matter. If I am rich or poor, it doesn't bring me any advantage or disadvantage. That the facts of the case, that what really happened determines who wins. That's the kind of justice, that's the kind of equity that we're talking about here. In Jacob, you have done what is just and right. Exalt the Lord and worship at his footstool. He is holy. He is holy. He is above and set apart. He is worthy of worship. Um, 
in worship at his footstool, there's this humbling of ourselves to understand that God is above us, that we are subservient to him, that we are looking up to God. Moses and Aaron were among his priests. Samuel was among those who called his name. They called on him and he answered them. He spoke to them from the pillar of cloud and they kept his statutes and the decrees he gave them. So looking back to people who we remember, or the people of God here in Israel remember as being faithful people. We we just came through the All Saints Day where we remembered those people who are saints in our lives, who were faithful to God, who God led, and how they had an impact on our lives. This is not something that stopped with Aaron and Moses and Samuel, but God is continuing to lead us and has continued to lead us through people he has put into our lives and is working the same in other people through us, that God doesn't stop working in this generation or the next, that God continues to work and use the people of God as his instruments that you, in fact, are an instrument of God intended to bring righteousness, intended to bring peace, intended to bring joy to those you come into contact with. Lord our God, you answered them. You were to Israel a forgiving God. Though you punished their misdeeds, exalt the Lord our God and worship at his holy mountain, for the Lord our God is holy. And again, we're remembering that holiness of God, that God is worthy of praise, that God is worthy of worship. But we're remembering also here a forgiving God. And of course, one of the reasons we're remembering that is that this is one of those psalms that is being sung by the people of God. And the people of God, by the time that this psalm is written, have screwed up a lot of times and will continue to screw up in the Old Testament. And of course, we as the people of God continue to screw up. We are not always faithful to him. We do not always call on his name. We do not always bring justice. We would rather see the people that we like win the court case than the people who are right. We would rather see the people who we like get justice. And that is not equity and that is not justice. And that is us. We are, we fall short. And we continue to fall short, but fortunately we worship a loving and forgiving God. And with that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And thanks so much for listening. I want to take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on this podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more. Need more of God's power in your life? I'm Christina Patterson, host of the Teach Us to Pray podcast, providing practical tips on how to grow your faith through prayer. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com.